This podcast has been brought to you by First Nations Fiber. Welcome to the Yerdiwaze Front Page Podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Daryl Leclerc of Dewadunizakta and Maris Jacobs of Planet Consulting about the Indigenous Community Business Fund 2 and how it benefits local entrepreneurs. First Nations Wireless is now First Nations Fiber. You've seen our team working through the community to get you connected. From the new development to the OCR, from the 207 to Clay Mountains, FN Fiber makes fiber optic internet easy for everyone. Come into Gonhawaga soon. Visit radio.fnfiber.com to sign up today. Hey everyone, my name is Jordan Standup. I am the assistant editor here at Yuriwaze in Ganawage. Today I'm joined by two special guests. I have Maris Jacobs from Planet Consulting as well as Daryl Leclerc from Tewadunizakta who are joining me in the studio today to talk about the launch of the Indigenous Community Business Fund Part 2. So welcome to the studio, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jordan. So the applications for ICBF2 uh, opened up last month and they're going to continue being accepted until April 29th. Local businesses are being encouraged to apply for ICBF, which actually began last year. This is the the second part. Um, How much funding is available through the program uh, this year? Um, Well, it's actually split. The way I understand it is there's some funding for workforce development and then there's, uh, Daryl, maybe you have the exact figure. It's of 1 million and... It's a little under 1.2 million. I don't have the exact, exact number, but the rough figure we're working with is 1.2 million. As Maris mentioned, there's also a separate fund. It is listed under the ICBF application, but specifically for workforce development. And that's, I don't want to, I'm not working directly with that one, so I don't want to throw a number out there, but it's, it's a fairly substantial number as well. So this um, this fund was actually created last year and it was uh, done for the very first time and it was uh, was very successful. And Daryl, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about the, uh, the purpose of this particular fund. Going back again, as you mentioned, last year was ICBF1. I believe it was 1.1 million was allocated last year as well, or 1.3. And really, even where we are as a community now in terms of getting our workforce and our business community up and, and, and moving are, are different. Last year was almost triage. And you had had a report uh, commissioned in terms of here are the areas where your community or our community needs assistance. And there was, I think, nine recommendations and we ended up going with three or four of them. And one of them was, was more, was called immediate active. And it was just more or less to put money back into the community as quickly and as, pos- as as seamlessly as possible. So that's what we did last year. This year, again, we're in a different position. So we said, let's focus on the, the streams that we didn't focus on last year. So that's, I guess, kind of where we're at now in terms of focusing on those different streams now. I know Maris probably knows them a little bit better than I, having explained them probably a hundred times already. Uh, maybe she can go into the different uh, programs. Yeah, sure. So there's um, six different programs that we're working with this time around. Like Daryl said, they're all different. They're co- they're not covering the same things that were looked at last year. So we have the most popular one right now is Special Equipment and Minor Tools Program, which basically funds exactly that, equipment, electronics, any kind of like physical piece of equipment that a business might need to operate. So that's a pretty popular program right now. The program can give a maximum of $20,000. There's also a, a tourism program for geared towards more 
projects and events. So if a business wants to host uh, some kind of craft fair or something that's going to bring people together, uh, promote tourism within the community. We also have the workforce development, our workforce initiative program, which we spoke about before. It helps, uh, that's through workforce development at WDN Zakta. And it just helps businesses with uh, bring employees back on part-time, full-time. That's through Keisha Goodleaf. I'm coordinating those applications with their staff. There's a uh, social media marketing program, which it basically is covering things like online. If you want to promote your business online, social media, um, getting your website up and running. If you have products that you want to sell online, it helps you set up for that. AgriFood, that one, we actually haven't had any applicants in there yet. And it's a very, I think that one's the most different from the first round. So. If there's anybody out there that's listening that has a business tailored to that field, uh, it might be something worth looking into because there is funding for that specialized field. Okay, so of course we're talking again about the ICBF and local businesses are encouraged to apply for the fund. But can we talk a little bit about uh, the criteria? How is a local business eligible to apply for ICBF this year? So that's a really popular question too. The first question I usually get asked is, what is this and am I eligible? The answer is usually yes. There's some three main criteria that you have to fall into. Um, the first one is that applicants have to be on the KKR, so the registry. The second is that their business has to be located on territory. Third is that they have to be following task force guidelines, make sure that they're up to code with all the, um, the safety measures. And afterwards, basically, what there's a couple of different things this round that make you eligible to qualify. So if you submit something, uh, receipts, for example, they must be dated after July of 2021, 20, July 1st. You also have to fall into... The specifics of the program. So like Daryl said last time, it was a media active measure. So things like rent, monthly bills are, are were more geared under ICBF1. This time, the program requirements are a little bit more specific. And Daryl, there was something you wanted to add? Yeah, the only thing I, I would add is, is under the eligibility, it is a COVID program. So it's specific to a business that is affected by COVID. And, and we're not looking for a major effect on by COVID, but you had to have been in operations already. So if, for example, Jordan Standup wanted to go and start up his own business, we do have programs for that, but it's not this one. Okay, absolutely. It's good to, to know that, flesh it out. And now that we've talked about, uh, you know, criteria and eligibility, when a business is ready to apply, uh, first of all, what are the first steps and what kind of information can they be expected to provide? If a business is ready, is thinking about applying or if they saw an ad someplace and they're like, okay, well, there's things I want to apply for, but I have no idea how to do it. I encourage people to give me a call um, first. Um, there's some people that have done this last year and they already know what they're doing. So they just submit the application right away. But I'd encourage people to reach out. I can explain the programs uh, in full. If they have no ideas about what they want to apply for, they're worried that something is not going to be funded. We can talk it out over the phone. I think that's the easiest way. That's the most successful way people have submitted applications so far. And then what I do is I forward them the application if they don't already have it. It's three main parts. Um, the first part is your basic information. So your business information, owner, band number, all that personal information. The second part is what I usually describe as like a wish list of things. So funding allocation and supporting documentation as part two. And what you do there is basically list what you want to be funded. So if you're looking for a piece of equipment or several pieces of equipment, you list that and then the price. Supporting documentation is the really important part of the application. You need to supply kind of a paper trail from that cost you put on the application. So if you're applying for $15,000, where is it coming from? If you're buying computers online, you'd supply us with, you know, maybe screenshots or quotes of a, of a piece of equipment from a, a company. 
um, to go along with your application so we can see exactly where the costs are coming from. And then part three of the application is um, kind of a little bit touching on what Daryl was talking about. You know, it's related to COVID. They want to know how your business is going to use the money. Why does it need the money? and what you're applying for and how is it going to benefit the community and your business overall. So just giving enough information to describe your needs um, and how it's going to benefit your business in the long run. Right. And we spoke previously about uh, what happens when a business uh, provides other or submits a, an application rather. Um, you had mentioned that the process is a little bit more streamlined this year where they can expect to an uh, receive an answer a little bit more quickly. Yes. So because our timeline is longer, um, last year, the ICBF one was kind of like um, an almost like an emergency fund, right? Because it happened within a month. And we were because I was overseeing the applications. It was very quick. So it went out, the ads went out, we had a month to get applications in to to inject a million dollars into into back into businesses. So People were kind of like getting them in and rushing, rushing, rushing. And I was on the phone all day. This time it's a little bit drawn out. So we have a deadline of April 29th. So people can take their time if they need to. They can call, ask questions, get their paperwork together. And what they do then is they're not going to wait until after the deadline to start calling businesses and, and or writing businesses rather to get their responses. Um, the review committee receives the application from me. And then I think it's within maybe a week or two or three. Yeah, um, currently we have a standing meeting uh, once per week and whatever applications coming during that week are reviewed, I don't want to say immediately, but in a very, very short time frame. And I, again, uh, Maris alluded to this, the big difference between ICBF 1 and 2, it's uh, and, and not that anyone has to rush, but it is first come, first serve. The pool, as I mentioned, is a little under 1.2 million We've been meeting uh, three weeks now, and we've spent approximately, I'll say, 17, 18% of that. Uh, we've already approved that in terms of uh, the business community's proposals. So it's not flying out the door, but it is moving. What I'm telling people, take your time and, and ask for what it is that you need for your business. But at the same time, if you wait until April 28th, no guarantees kind of... Uh, so it, it is first come, first serve, but we're not at that point yet, anywhere near that point where the fund is looking at being uh, expended. So once again, ICBF2 applications open January 24th. Applications, the deadline rather, is April 29th. And since the applications have opened, um, how many businesses have applied? Well, last week we were at 10. The end of this week, I think we made it to 15, 15 or 16. There's a couple of people that have submitted applications to me, but they've, you know, I review them before I submit them to the final review committee. Uh, and some of those are incomplete. They need to, you know, double check something. So we've been getting a lot of phone calls. Um, so I can, I'm expecting, you know, there's people that haven't submitted yet, but I'm expecting to hear from them in the coming weeks. And Daryl, you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, there's, there's this program covers so many local businesses, but if they don't fall into any of these programs, of course, they're always encouraged to contact Dewadunizakta and see what programs might be available to them. Correct. And, and I guess just on that thought, though, I guess that's Maris mentioned, call her and, and talk to her. Really, those are the, the criteria we've given to say, well, these are the criteria, these are why you're not eligible. That's it. We are trying actively to squeeze everybody in, in somewhere. And I can give one example. The minor tools and the equipment is is the most popular program by far. But we are trying to look at it in terms of your industry 
And I can give the example from, we just reviewed one this week, and the question came up, well, is this type of equipment eligible? Well, you're a home-based business. Your needs are different than a construction company. So we are going to look at office-type equipment for this business as being a necessary tool for your business as much as we can. At the same time, the example I gave was, we're not going to prove a hammer for an office business. But if the construction guy asks for a hammer, that's right in the definition of what we're trying to do. So we will, Maris will try and work with you. We'll try and work with you to find a way for you to fit in. And there really shouldn't, other than the criteria we've given, there shouldn't be a business that doesn't fit somewhere. It may not, you know, last time we just, uh, through the immediate active measures, we paid rent, we paid hydro, we paid this, we paid that, and it was so easy to fit in. But there should still be a way for everybody to fit in. You may not get the maximum amount, but you will fit in somewhere. And as far as contact information, Maris, how would our local businesses be able to reach out to you to start the process? So you can reach me at my uh, cell phone number, uh, 514-971-8077. That's always on usually because I have, you know, people have questions at all hours of the day. Um, or you can email me at uh, maris, M-A-R-I-S, at planetgunawage.ca. Well, we covered quite a bit about ICBF2. And with that being said, I just was wondering if there was anything else at all that you guys wanted to to add. I think I just reiterate the importance of people giving me a call if they have questions, um, not to hesitate until the last minute. I know that I tend to do that sometimes. So I know people, you know, are probably wondering, well, you know, maybe I'll call, maybe I won't. But even if it's just to have a conversation, you know, if it's just to inquire about what's available, if you have absolutely no ideas, we can talk about it. And like Daryl said, we, you know, we're trying to squeeze you know, people in where they fit and not to wait till April 28th. Call Maris, call myself, call somebody, talk about it. The conversation I've had over and over is I've been renting this piece of equipment for my business for, for years. Every time I have a job, I go and I rent this piece of equipment. Can I buy it? Yes. That's the definition of what this program is for. And, and now's the time and it's there and please do it. Um, that's the only thing I would just keep repeating is, is there should be room for everybody and, and, and make sure you get what you can from this program because that's what it's there for. You know, you have Maris, you have myself, you have the rest of the TBS team. That's what we want to do is help you. Let us, please. Well, that's right. Gunawage businesses, get your applications in for ICBF2. Maris, Daryl, thank you guys both so much for your time and I look forward to chatting again soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Yerdi Was A Front Page Podcast. Be sure to check out our other podcasts like Yerdi Was A Profiles, Meatheads, and The Beating Table on Google and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Yerdi Was A and its employees.